0: Hope after an abortion on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. We are continuing this month our focus on the revelations of the practice of abortion at Planned Parenthood and the way that has just riveted the nation. And as the culture focuses on this issue, one thing that it's actually easy to overlook is the pain that women experience on the other side of abortion. To help us talk about that today, I've invited as our special guest, Sandy, who is a woman who decades ago made a decision to have an abortion. And I want to talk with her about her experience of that. I'd like her to help the church think through her situation and how to help other women in that situation. And so, Sandy, we're so glad that you are with us today. And I would like you to tell us the story that led to your decision to have an abortion.
1: I had an abortion nearly 25 years ago, 25 years ago this month actually. I was 18, dating a young man that I that I loved and would later marry. And we, we found ourselves pregnant. And I can agree with something we had talked about previously. There's the, the fear, the selfishness, the pride. All of those contribute to the fact that, yes, this is what I'm going to pursue and you know, like I said, I was eighteen. I was an unbeliever at the time, but I still knew that this was a life that would be ended, and yet I chose to pursue that route of abortion out of fear. Um, this is what my boyfriend at the time thought would be best there There seemed to be no other way out. I didn't feel like I had anyone that I could turn to that could help me out of this, that could help me deal with this, that could help me through that pregnancy. If if the father of the baby was going to be unable to do that, then I felt there was no one else to help me do that. So we, we made that decision together, and you know, you you are told, you know, this, this will be okay. You can move on after this, and you know, that, that day my life was forever changed. There was a life that was lost, that was taken away at, at my hands. And my life was forever changed. I have lived my entire adult life living a lie, enslaved to shame. I like I said, I didn't know Christ at the time. I came to know Christ in nineteen ninety eight and received his forgiveness, um, but had not yet received healing, and I have only recently had that healing, and that's through through healing hearts, what the Lord did through that ministry in my life is is unbelievable. I don't know that there's a way I can describe what that's meant to me.
0: You mentioned your need for healing in the aftermath. You weren't you weren't a Christian when you had the abortion and you became a Christian afterwards. Right. But even becoming a Christian that didn't take away the pain immediately that was in your life. Help us Help us understand what some of the tragic fallout was in your life in the aftermath of this abortion.
1: I was sharing earlier that not a day has gone by that I haven't thought of of that day, of that day in August. Um, you know what I did, what I was capable of. the The fallout continues even now, 25 years later. It has affected every single aspect of my life. I can look I can look back at every situation in my life that has caused pain and suffering to myself or someone else and trace it back to that day. The way I relate to my children, there's part of me that feels that feels guilty. I have I'm a mom of six kids. The Lord has, has blessed my husband and myself, but I have, you know, found myself even withholding part of myself from them out of guilt because, you know, that other child deserved as much love as these children get. The relationship I have with my husband, you know, at 18, I I followed his lead. I submitted to that decision, and since we were married, to, to view him as priest of my home, protector of my home, provider for my home, that has been such a challenge uh, because I've always, I've always tried to blame him for that sin. And that's something that we are still working on and working through.
0: You mentioned that some of the best and most significant help in your life in the aftermath of the abortion actually came about fairly recently. So tell me, tell me what the Lord did to really bring about change and help and hope in your life? In particular, what were some of the most significant aspects of your counseling that God really used to help?
1: Well, just getting me to the point of receiving counseling, uh, there was just this chain reaction of events that occurred the week before I started. I had a friend tell me, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but you need to share it with somebody. Because Satan can't use it against you once it's brought to light, he he can no longer use that against you. My husband's a student here at Southern, and Healing Hearts actually came to one of his classes. Uh, Sue shared her part of her testimony, and so my husband pointed me to Healing Hearts, and that very week, I I confessed my sin of abortion. I attended the mother-daughter conference at Healing Hearts, and that that following Monday I started counseling with Healing Hearts. Um, And looking back through my study from day one to the last day, it, it is like night and day. I never dreamed that I would find healing. Even starting the study, as optimistic as I was, yes, this is a good thing, I want to do this, it was something that I never imagined possible. That God would do in my life, um, so I, you know, I give credit to God first and foremost for the work that Christ has already done. But in using Healing Hearts, life changing. Some of the um, the main points that that I that I took away from the study with Healing Hearts, every single day you are pointed to Christ, you are taken to the cross. Every every single part of that study, you meet Jesus there. And so that's just phenomenal. Isaiah 53, walking through that and seeing the suffering of Christ and how God, God did not withhold. He did not keep Christ from that suffering, but ultimately brought healing to us through Christ. And um, that just affected me so much. And how, you know, forgiveness, I've, I've tried to forgive myself before, even after I became a Christian. And that, that doesn't work. Um, it, it only comes through Christ, because of Christ. I often, you know, I kind of have two views of, of my heart after, after the abortion. And one is just sort of physical image that I, that I have in my mind of my heart and what it was like. And it was literally a, a bloody mess that was just shattered. And and I tried to bandage that, and I tried to fix it as best I could. I tried to, to put those band-aids on there. And and that wound care doesn't work that way. It will only fester. It may feel better for a little while, but when those bandages come off, you are still left with that open, gaping wound. And only through, through Christ, are, are you ever going to receive that healing.
0: So much of the focus among Christians right now is on the sort of culture war against Planned Parenthood and a culture of death that we live in. But your story reminds us that we're not merely talking to a culture. We are talking to people, to women who have been put through a lot of pain and a lot of difficulty because of this culture that we live in. And as members of the church, we need to grow up in our ability to speak the truth and love to women who are dealing with difficulties in the aftermath of an abortion. And so what do you think the church needs to know to most effectively minister to women in your situation?
1: Well, I shared earlier that I don't know how I would have really made it through this this news of Planned Parenthood, knowing that I, I played a role in that. I was part of that. I have had an abortion. The well-meaning people, people that have the right view of abortion, it is wrong, it is wicked, it is evil, but there is no love behind that view. I've never felt that I could really engage in a conversation with people because, yes, what abortion is is wrong. It is sin, but people need Christ. People need the gospel. Yes, we want to stop this, but we also need to point people to Christ. I think as a church, you know, for me, 25 years of of hiding in and living this lie to have someone that I could go to not not necessarily a group setting not that that's a bad thing for me that would have never been an option for me I felt isolated anytime you know a crisis pregnancy center is mentioned in church um, you know I would have physical symptoms my heart would race I would get nauseous I would be short of breath just physically ill at the mention of the word Mm -hmm. abortion I until two months ago was not able to say the word and to have a safe place to have someone you know like you can go to this person in confidentiality and in love and share this with them and bring it out into light so that Satan can't use it against you
0: well I want you to know how glad I am that you're here with us today talking about this. And I want you to know how thankful I am that the most important thing about you is not the decision you made 25 years ago, uh, but the love that Jesus Christ had for you 2,000 years ago. And we are very grateful that you would come here and talk with us about this. Amen. You're listening to Truth and Love a podcast of ACBC. If you would like more information about counseling post-abortive women, you can visit healinghearts.org. And if you'd like more information about ACBC, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.